Hi, everyone. This is Carolyn from Second Serve. Who is excited about the French Open? The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris, and you can watch every court live on Tennis Channel Plus. You can watch it on your phone or smart TV live in HD. So you can watch it at work or while you're waiting in your kid's carpool line. Live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. You can be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Erin, and we are thrilled to have Michelle from Tennis Warehouse here with us. She is the host of the Talk Tennis podcast, but she is also a play tester and does a million different things. So, Michelle, can you first tell us about your tennis background and your role at Tennis Warehouse? Yes. And like, feel free to cut me off because I'm always trying to put long stories short, but they're never short. That's okay. We like a long story. <laughs> okay. Um, essentially, I started tennis when I was five, and I love my like creation to tennis story. Uh, my parents decided that they wanted to learn how to play tennis, and so they wanted me to learn how to play tennis. So they got a private lesson for an hour, and they took the first half hour, and then they gave me the second half hour. So grew up playing tennis with them. We all kind of started at the same time, which was really great. I just always have had this like draw to tennis, this fascination with tennis. I've told stories of how like in the first grade, I dressed up as Steffi Graf and just always wanted to be a pro tennis player, always wanted to be in tennis. Um, I went to a tennis academy when I was 15, 16, and essentially like had told my parents like, hey, I want to get better. This is how I got to do it kind of thing. Like always kind of one of those players. I played division one college tennis and then From there, after playing college, you kind of start questioning, like, "Mm, is tennis really still meant for me as an adult or should I try to use one of my degrees? And um, I tried to leave tennis, to be completely honest, and found myself back in tennis quickly. I started coaching at the high school level and I realized I wanted to coach. So I got some experience coaching, then coached at the university level, actually went back to my alma mater, University of New Mexico, go Lobos. (laughs) And yeah, my life is just kind of this fun, like twist and turn. And like, I'm such a big believer in anything that's meant to be is going to happen. And even just landing here at Tennis Warehouse is like such a cool story for my, my side, my perspective. It's like, it was literally meant to be. So yeah, I've been at Tennis Warehouse for nine years now, which is wild because I feel like I'm still, I don't know. I feel like it's still day one, but also it's such like a family atmosphere here. So I feel like I've been here forever. Um, I wear a lot of hats. I am in charge of footwear and bag descriptions on our website. I do product videos. I do improved videos. I play test product, anything from racket strings grips, shoes, all of the above, anything you want tested, send it my way. And then three years ago, I started this podcast, just kind of out of the idea that we're talking about tennis constantly in our office, like might as well share it with more people. There's really fun conversations to be had, as you guys know. 
and um, yeah, manage our pro team of players. I do a little, like a little bit of everything, manage our YouTube channel. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun stuff. That is a lot yeah. of responsibility. It is. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. Yes. And by the way, I have to say this. My husband is a huge fan yes. of yours. So he was so oh excited gosh. that I get the chance to interview yeah. you today. He wanted oh me to, to make sure to tell you that yeah. he's a huge fan. <laughs> I said it earlier. It's like having That's a celebrity awesome. on. It's a tennis celebrity. It's a tennis oh my celebrity. No. Just because of all the gear, like you're on a million videos, you do all these demo videos and we watch all those. So and we listen to your podcast, so I think it's great. So you are a celebrity to us. You are. <laughs> well, uh, thank you. And thank you for watching and listening. And I kind of mentioned it on, on my end, like really trying to engage better with female players and even rec players and not really always having to speak this like high technical geeked out tennis talk. But yeah, so keep keep watching and listening and send your friends and like, let's have more chats like this. And a lot of people do like that. Obviously, there's, you know, a ton of people that love their gear and love the ins and outs of it. But um, the great thing about Tennis Warehouse, obviously, is you can go on and buy any of your gear. You know, you can buy tennis balls, tennis bags, shoes, like that's where we buy all our shoes. And, you know, I'm getting ready to buy rackets after Michelle emails me and tells me exactly what I need. I know that you demo all the time. And I think you have a court at the office. Is that correct? Okay. We do. Do you actually play anything outside of work anymore? Do you play leagues or fun with your friends or family or anything like that? That is a great question. And I was like, kind of intimidated to answer it. I do not compete very much at all. Doesn't anymore. sound like you have time. <laughs> I, I, that's a good point. Um, I guess that's the other thing too, as we get older, we kind of find things that we really do love doing. So I've started I, when I actually started here, I started recreationally running. <laughs> so I am now I, I still have a hard time calling myself a runner, but I like to run. But my mom moved up here a couple years ago. And it's fun to just get out on the court with her on the weekends for sure. And every now and then I can be like tempted to play a tournament. Um, one of our playtesters who is now in France playing pro tournaments, Julie, her and I competed. It's been a couple years, but there's a big money tournament in Santa Maria in California right before the U.S. Open or right after the U.S. Open. And we signed up to play and like super awesome. But because neither of us had any like tournaments on our under our names, we were unseated. So we ended up winning our first round. But then second round, we came up against one of the pro players that Tennis Warehouse sponsors. (laughs) So you're like, what do I do? We played this amazing match and it went to a third set tiebreaker. It was like 10 o'clock at night. We had like people watching us and we ended up losing. Oh. And it was so, but also it was like, she literally does this for Right, running, exactly. So. Yes. Yeah. But that shows you how good Michelle is, is that say. she can compete at that level. Yeah. I do play at the open level, although like haters are going to say I'm only a 4-0. So that's fine. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, Carolyn and I did a tournament several months ago for charity and we um, played at the 4 level. And then we were like, well, what's open? Like maybe we should do that just to get extra tennis. And then we watched them and we were like, 
all weekend, we were like, thank goodness we did not sign up for open. Yes. Yes. That's a whole different We would have had some matches, but it would have been not pretty to say the least. And not fun, probably. Yeah. Not fun for them either. (laughs) Not fun for them, at least. I think a waste of time for them. It would be a waste of time. Exactly. Um, So, so my other part of that question was going to be if people recognize you on the court, but it sounds like since you're not doing that, but do people just recognize you out and about that are just regular tennis players that are like, I watch your videos on Tennis Warehouse, or I hear your podcast. It is funny. I I get it sometimes for sure. Or like, I've even had friends that don't play tennis, but are like in the market to buy a bag. And they'll send me a screenshot of my face, like reviewing the bag. And then I, I do a little teaching on the side too. And it's like always funny to me who knows that I work at Tennis Warehouse and who doesn't or like who is aware of Tennis Warehouse and who isn't. So it's always fun to interact and meet um, new people, especially if you're at like a pro tournament. People kind of do a double take sometimes or they'll they'll be like, I, I feel like I know you, but I don't know how. Or I heard your voice. <laughs> I don't know how I know yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Funny. Well, Michelle is a racket and string expert. So tell us adult recreational players when we should change your racket or change our strings, what your advice would be for us. So I like took notes. So I like pro- properly presented this. And I have to start by saying like, that is such a loaded yes, question. Big time. You're like, you should change it yes. every month. <laughs> well, and we talked about it on Talk Tennis on my podcast. But like, you have different like, personalities. Sometimes like you want to switch all the time. And other players are like, Nope, I found the Holy Grail. We're never switching. But that was going to be one of my first things is like, if something tempts you and like you're interested in demoing and it feels amazing, like let's switch. Why not treat yourself? It's like, it's like buying something nice for yourself. Right. But a few things that I was thinking to remind players, it's a good time to switch rackets when you're improving in level. So if you've gotten better or you've gotten bumped up or now you're, you started at 3-0 level and now you're 4-0 and you're using the same racket, maybe it is worth looking into a racket that might grow with your game. Not always, but sometimes. Then players who have been using the same racket forever, the racket will start to lose some of its um, playability. I guess that's the easiest way to explain it. Um, My favorite story is I had an RF 97 that I was obsessed with. It was my favorite one. And I was like noticing that I had some severe graphite damage on the head. And I went and took it to spec it on the RDC and it had dropped over 10 swing weight points. So like that might sound like I'm speaking another language, but that just means that the racket literally was swinging faster through the ball and wasn't as effective with the mass. And like it was obvious, it was like starting to become transparent that like I wasn't getting the same benefit from the racket. So that's always a good idea. Any injuries that can be a good reason to switch. We talked a little bit about that, but that also then would trigger a question for me is like, what are you stringing with? When was the last time you restrung? Because strings are such a huge part of what you're experiencing on the court. If you're not a string breaker, I don't think you need to be using a polyester string. And if you have a sin gut or a, ni- uh, a multi-filament or even a natural gut, it can stay in your racket for much longer than a polyester. So there's so much like we could we could deep dive here. <laughs> Would beginners start with a certain racket or is it just on feel? So like the two five level to the four level, like 
Would someone call up and say, I'm brand new to tennis. I don't know anything about my game. And you would have certain recommendations or someone like Carolyn and I that have been playing for a long time. We call up and say, you know, I hit hard from the baseline. I don't like my volleys. I, you know, like the feel of this type of racket. How does that work? Yeah, all of the above. And I have to give a shout out to our racket experts. We literally have a bank of people that are quote unquote racket experts. They've literally like taken tests. They're MRTs. They've they are like the the cream of the crop right. and they're uh, scientists. They they're will, basically racket scientists. Yeah. And, and I also I'm I'm not gonna lie and therapists. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. We'll be calling. <laughs> like sometimes you they'll be on a call for like an hour and like the person will not have bought anything. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but um, they will talk you through any issues that you have. Uh, there's a lot of great options when it comes to buying your first racket. There's a lot of great pre-strung rackets that are not going to be your big box rackets that are made of materials that are not as premium. But they're like, Bablot has some great pre-strung rackets right now for like under $200, which I know maybe that still sounds expensive, but compared to what racket prices are right now, that's a great deal. And they're usually going to give you easy stability, easy power, easy spin, and just be a great entry level level racket <laughs> to see what you actually like and don't like and how your game develops. So if you're going to be someone that wants to play with power or maybe you want more control and then be able to go from there. Um, I also was going to mention that uh, I always try to push this uh, rackets from the previous season go on sale. So that is always an amazing time to get a great deal on a racket. And the families of rackets always have a lighter version of the racket. So there's usually like light or sometimes you'll hear the word team that often means that it's lighter. Um, yeah. And then like pro or what is it? Tour often delegate a heavier version of the racket. Mm-hmm. That I did not know it's, because I know Carolyn's played with all of those levels. But I thought that yeah. was just the name of the racket. I didn't realize that that was the weight no. of the racket. It's so crazy. So, Carolyn, I know you're using the extreme PWR right now, yes. right? Is that? Yes. Okay. So, like in that franchise, there's usually like an extreme S, an extreme L, an extreme MP, an extreme pro, an extreme tour, and an extreme PWR. Oh my gosh. You could go through all of them. <laughs> So that's, yeah. And that's why it's so confusing. And like, there's tiny differences between like string patterns and weight and thickness of the beam that like actually do make a difference when you're out on the court, which is why it's so good to demo. And actually every racket I've gotten has been from Tennis Warehouse. Yeah, And she can talk about it. We appreciate that. Yeah. And the different (laughs) program, we'll let you talk about it, but it's, it is amazing. (laughs) how you guys do because they string the rackets for you. So like I've gone to other places for rackets and they give you a racket with like polyester strings. Well, I don't use those strings. So I can't really tell the difference in mm-hmm. if I like the racket or not, or if it's the strings. So I really appreciate that about tennis warehouse, but I didn't really realize you could just call up and talk. I mean, I've talked to people at tennis warehouse before and they're always so friendly. They're so nice. <laughs> well, they're there. trained therapists. Yes. Apparently. <laughs> That's right. But I didn't realize I could call up and kind of tell them my problems and then they can recommend things. A hundred percent. And it's not just rackets, it's shoes, it's string, it's, uh, you can call about apparel. Like, yeah, these guys, they're looking, I mean, we're, I work in the same room as them. So we have a a, a banter going on. But um, yeah, I mean, we're just like one big, massive building of people that love to talk about tennis gear. (laughs) 
We really appreciate Michelle being on the podcast. There's another episode with Michelle where she'll discuss Tennis Warehouse's demo program and their buyback program, the rackets Michelle recommends for Aaron and what she actually plays with, and also she tells us what it was like to interview Roger Federer. So we hope you listen to that episode. If you'd like to see a picture of Michelle, please go to our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. Hey, Second Serve listeners, this is Erin. Carolyn and I are so excited that the second slam of the year is happening this month. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the French Open, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch it. Tennis Channel Plus brings you courtside with three weeks of unparalleled access, and they do this with every single court live. Watch on your phone, your smart TV in HD, or like I do, on my iPad while I'm sitting at my desk working all day. I love to flip around to different matches on Tennis Channel Plus to see my favorite players in action. Don't miss your favorite tennis legends battle a new generation of talent and watch exciting new rivalries emerge on the historic clay courts of Roland Garros. If Carolyn and I can't be in Paris in person, at least we can watch all the matches on Tennis Channel Plus. Daily coverage begins on Monday, May 20th. Be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. I know I will be.